Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hey, survivors, welcome back. I'm so excited about this topic today. I've been wanting to do it for a long time, and I feel like God just brought the right situation into my life these last few weeks, and now I have even more a rounded out topic to share with you guys. So today I'm going to be talking about the dating death trap number five, which is living in fantasy, fantasizing. And why is that a dating death trap? Well, probably you guys already know. I mean, it's just, it's not the best look, right? To be someone that's always in their head fantasizing about Prince Charming. Well, I'd say that was kind of how I was growing up. And sadly, even after I got divorced, I was still that little immature child that used fantasy when I liked somebody and had a crush that I would think about them often in my head. I mean, this started way back in sixth grade, I think it was. I used to skate to my music lessons every week, and I remember thinking about the boy I had a crush on. Back then it was Raynard. Hey, Raynard. And he was um, someone I really didn't even talk to that much at school. I was too embarrassed to even talk to him, but, you know, he asked me if I'd go out with him, and I said yes, and so he was my boyfriend, yet we never spoke to each other really. But, I mean, I would always have, like, a fantasy in my head of holding his hand or or doing this or that. And I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I shared that on here before. Anyway, but that fantasizing really stuck with me throughout all my years. I know now, looking back, that fantasizing is a huge problem and it is a dating disaster. Because if I'm fantasizing about someone, then I'm not living in reality. And that means that I could be dating someone who, like my past self, dated someone narcissistic or with narcissistic tendencies that showed me a lot of the fantasy things and was pizzazzy, but then when it came down to it, there wasn't a lot underneath that that connected us. So if I'm fantasizing about all these good things that are going to happen in a relationship, when I see those things happen, I think, oh, that means this is a good relationship. Like, oh, there it was. There was the fireworks I was looking for. Okay, now that means this is a good relationship. But that's not living in reality because it's really how people live every day in and out, how they treat us, how we treat them, is if we are able to have a good relationship with them. That's a way to make a healthy and loving relationship is in those day-to-day moments. Not if someone bought me, you know, like my ex-husband like one time bought me an iPhone one of the first years they were popular for Christmas. And that was like a huge deal for me back then because they were expensive. I was never expecting him to buy something like that for me. So stuff like that. It's like it could be large and it maybe fulfills that fantasy, but then, you know, a couple of Christmases later, he didn't buy me anything, you know? So it's like, that doesn't mean there's health there if you get this fantasy thing. 
wrote a bunch today before I started this podcast episode, and I got down to why is fantasizing harmful to my goal of having a loving partnership? So that is what I'm looking for, having a loving partnership where me and my partner will be respectful towards each other and loving towards each other and both on our own healing journey. That's what I want out of a relationship and I haven't quite found that yet, but I know that if I keep on this path, I will hopefully have that someday. But why is fantasy, why is fantasizing harmful to that goal? So I came up with three reasons why, and there's probably a million more, but there's three basic ones here. Okay, so number one, fantasizing is confusing to the brain. So maybe you've been in this situation, like I have many times, where I have liked somebody, had a crush on them, been fantasizing about them in my head, maybe, you know, that I had a relationship with them or went out with them or kissed them or when I got older, you know, having sex with them or that kind of thing. Okay, then when you actually see that person who you really don't know very well, right, it's kind of the beginning stages that you would fantasize about them. It's very confusing to the brain because here I am thinking about that person, but then I really don't know him. So when I see him in in real life, I have to like hold back all those times I've been thinking about them. And I kind of am in that way playing a role at that point and not being myself and I'm not in the present moment. So that's why I think I say stupid things or it's very uncomfortable um, that's, that's how it's been for me if I've ever really fantasized about someone and then I get to actually talk to them. It makes me a totally different person and I'm not myself. So it's very confusing to fantasize about someone. It's like it, it messes with our brain and it, it just feels unnatural and it's not being in the present. Actually, I've heard that codependency, which is what I suffer from, and I'm a recovering codependent, I say, codependency is a addiction to fantasizing and to fear. So that is a definition I've heard of codependency before and it really rings true to me. The fear part 100% and then here we go with the fantasizing. Yes, definitely. Okay, number two, why is fantasizing harmful to my goal of having a loving partnership is fantasizing is disrespectful to the other person. Fantasizing is disrespectful to the other human being, okay? If I'm sitting here and like using that person in my head and having this grand old time thinking about them, then, you know, where are they in this? It kind of makes me think of, you know, like when we grow older and our parents or someone in our family buys us a Christmas gift, like our dad or somebody like that will buy us a Christmas gift that is something we loved when we were seven. Like, you know, we loved beating when we were seven. And then he buys us like a humongous pink and purple beating set when we're 16, right? Like maybe as an adult, we'd go back to beating, but probably not in our teen years. And it's like, you don't even know me. Why would you buy me this gift? So I feel like that's what it's kind of like. Um, Fantasizing stops me from getting to know the other person and who they are. It's very one-sided. If I fill in all the details about who someone is on my own, then I'm not taking the time or energy to get to know that person or see them as a whole person with separate needs and separate desires. It's like I was looking for someone to fill in my particular desires or my perfect fantasies. And when I would get that in the past, 
then I'd think, oh, this is a great relationship. But really, it's not thinking about the other person at all. It's very selfish. So if we are two whole people that are learning how to see each other and not fit into someone else's fantasy realm, it's not reality to think that someone's just going to fit into my fantasy of what I want them to be. A healthy relationship is going to be two whole people that come together and listen to what each other's fantasies and desires are and, you know, come together in what they're going to do to work those out and to help each other feel comfortable and, and seen and heard. The other thing that's disrespectful about fantasizing about someone, and this has happened to me quite a few times, is that for some reason my brain gloms onto someone and maybe this is part of the dating down as well. So my brain goes, ooh, let me, let me start thinking about this person. And then it ends up turning out to be a person that I really didn't like as much as I thought I did when, when they're finally showing interest in me. So if they show interest in me and I'm like, hmm, maybe I don't like them as much as I did, then I'm like basically using them and then dumping them for them showing their true self when I've already professed that I like them so much, but I really didn't know them at all. And then I end up hurting them and it was all for my self-centered needs. So it really is selfish to fantasize and really harmful to the other person. Finally, fantasizing, it's just skeevy people, right? Isn't it just skeevy? I mean, if I think about, I broke up with this one boyfriend of mine when I was, I don't know, 18 or 19. And I remember driving by his house afterwards, right? There's a song on the radio right now that she talks about driving by his house too, right? And, um, you know, it's kind of a thing we do when we're young and immature. But, like, that's skeevy. It's skeevy watching people when they don't know you're watching them. Like, that's the kind of thing that fantasizing does to me. And it feels very, very immature. And I don't want to do that kind of thing. Nothing about that feels healthy at all. You know, like when we used to... <laughs> and when, when phones were not mobiles and we would call people like maybe at a birthday party a slumber party did you ever get together with friends and then like call a boy's house and then hang up when he answered or his mom answered and then just giggle right so I mean it kind of feels like that sort of thing like that childish behavior it's very immature and I want to add here also that I haven't quite developed all my philosophy on this particular part but it really feels skeevy to me to think about having sex with someone that I don't know very well because think about that. It almost is like I'm using their image in an almost violent type of way without them knowing. And I know that our society seems to be okay with this idea since people talk about getting it on, thinking about celebrities and all that kind of stuff. But if it's somebody in our everyday life that's a real person that's there and we're using them to get off on, it just, you know, it seems kind of weird, doesn't it? Like, that doesn't seem respectful or kind. That seems very exploitative, really. You know, I'm not going to say I'm never going to do that again. Maybe I will get to the point where I, I won't ever do that again, but I really am thinking about that one because it's really not a nice thing to do. And I really believe in I don't know if karma is the right word, but just what energy I put out there comes back to me. And I don't like that idea of the energy of me using someone to feel high off of in whatever way that high comes. All right, so those were three reasons not to use fantasy. 
but I also got to the bottom of something else that I've been thinking about for years and years. This week, God really put a situation into my life and into my head that finally helped me understand about why I fantasize. Like, what's in it for me? Why do I fantasize? Because the last time this happened, I was in in love with, no, that's not really the right word, but I was had, had the hots for this teacher of my son's, not his school teacher, but someone else that we were taking lessons from, and it turned out to be pretty painful. I did go on a date with that person, and um, it's painful to look back at my behavior. That's the painful part, because I started to be much more aware in that time about how I really was using him rather than just wanting to date him. Like, my fantasy was actually using him and not being kind to him. And, you know, it didn't get that far between us, but the fantasizing in my head got really bad. And I had to really stop myself. Thank goodness I was aware enough to just stop it. And I didn't allude to it. And I just uh, stopped seeing him and stopped talking to him in a lot of ways. But after that, I was like, I really want to get to the bottom of this because this is an unhealthy behavior. I don't know why I'm doing it, but this has to stop. It took another year for this really to come up in my head again. And in the past couple of weeks, I all of a sudden had this crush on someone I run into. He's funny and he's just himself and he's very loud. And I don't know, for some reason, I just like him. And the last couple of weeks, I found myself fantasizing about him a lot. And he would just come into my brain. Like even I'd wake up at night and I'd be thinking about him And I just noticed that, like, oh my gosh, that's weird. Like, why am I trying to make up this big deal about this person that I don't even know? I mean, who knows if he'd even be a good match for me? He probably wouldn't in a lot of ways. So I can notice that maybe I have a little crush. That's okay. But let's not make something into something it's not, right? Because I feel like if I really did start dating this guy... I, it'd probably be one of those times that I'd realize, no way, I'm. this is not in my, my league. This is someone I'm just using. And that feels awful. I don't want to use people. But the last couple of weeks, I was like, okay, I'm starting to see the parallel. I was going through a lot emotionally about um, a person in my family that, that I had kind of been talking about on this podcast about the politeness and the person that, you know, doesn't really support me and in my divorce and, you know, as friends with my ex still and um, just values that politeness over connection. And so I was really dealing with the loss of that relationship in some ways and the grieving of it. And I could see that my mind, when it was sad, and to get that hit of positivity, it went to the fantasy. Instead of dealing with this emotional pain that I was going through last week with that, and there were, I had an observation at work where I was observed teaching, which went really well, but that kind of stuff really freaks me out, right? So like I get very, very emotionally entangled in that kind of thing, and it takes a lot out of me. I had that, and then there was another thing with my ex-husband that happened last week. So there were just a lot of emotional things last week, and I remember on Tuesday and Wednesday, just having that fantasy flash in my head all the time of just me being with this person or talking with this person or wanting to see this person um, or kissing this person. I really noticed it this time. Like, why is that there? And as I took the time to call friends and talk to them about the emotional stuff I was going through, this fantasizing just kind of stopped. It didn't seem like a compulsion anymore when I dealt with and tended to those other emotional needs that I had in my life. Isn't that interesting? 
So if you ever find yourself stuck in a fantasy, which I have done many, many times, um, I have been there, then I think a great question to ask ourselves is, what is my brain trying to cover up right here? What am I trying to forget about? What am I feeling sad about that my brain is trying to up some serotonin levels by giving or giving me a dopamine shot by fantasizing right now and thinking about someone who's potentially a lover, you know? That's using people and as a codependent, that is something that they say we do. And I'm not cool with that. I want to change. I do not want to be that person. And it's a trauma response, isn't it? That codependency. All those ways that we learned how to put other people first and our needs last, they were coping mechanisms for us to get through our childhood. And my brain is wired that way. And so now I'm dismantling it one little piece at a time. So thanks for coming on the journey with me. And I'd love to hear from you. I heard from a friend on Instagram this week and he said that he really likes my dating episodes. So here you go, friend. Here's another one. I hope you guys enjoy it. Love to hear from you. Okay, bye-bye. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsErin.